Hi, it's Stephen DiPietro from the Stoic Leadership Podcast. Let's talk about rewards. We can do things with two types of motivation. We can do the right things and the wrong things. We can do them for the right reasons or the wrong reasons. This topic, this issue, has come up with a, a random selection of a passage from the Stoic Greats, and this one is attributed to Seneca. I'll get to the full quote later. But firstly, let's look at doing the wrong things for the right reasons. I call this rationalization. So you're doing the wrong thing for the right reasons. When we rationalize things, we convince ourselves we, we did, did it for the right reasons. A vagabond will steal to feed his children and, and be convinced that it was the right reason to do it, to feed his children. But he may also be lazy, hate work, and repel societal norms. But he thinks it's therefore okay to steal because, after all, he has to feed his kids. A high-powered politician may blindly follow their corrupt leader with practices that, that turn a blind eye to corruption. But they'll think it's the right reason because this small wrong is outweighed by keeping the opposition party out of power. The politician may believe in their heart of hearts that the opposition party would destroy the economy and the social fabric. A soldier may commit war crimes because they believe it is right to follow orders without question. So, you know, there's three examples. There are three examples of doing the wrong thing for the right reasons. You've rationalized the reason in your head. So let's look at the wrong thing for the wrong reason. This is straight out amorality, the wrong thing for the wrong reason. In some ways, this is an honest position. A criminal commits a crime knowing full well that it's wrong to do so. That's the wrong thing for the wrong reason. It's amoral. A child may look at their father while holding a vase above the tiled floor and intentionally drop the vase from two feet so it smashes all over the floor just before running off to escape punishment. He knows it's wrong, but he's trying to prove something to his father and the power play is engaged. A sportsman may may commit a horrendous flying tackle which could injure their opponent, but they do it anyway because it might save the team and the game. They know it's wrong and live with the decision and the consequences. Amorality is probably more honest than rationalization because it's a position where you're at least honest with yourself. So let's look at doing the right thing for the wrong reasons. I call this compliance, so the right thing for the wrong reasons. I remember when my dad forced me to apologize to a neighborhood kid for something I did wrong. I didn't want to apologize, but I did. I apologized because I was told to. I believed I was right. To apologize felt wrong, and I was, I was furious. But I did it. I apologized despite feeling it was the wrong thing to do. Did you ever go to a funeral just to show your face because it's a good look? Did you ever give someone a false compliment to butter them up for a favor? This is doing the right thing. It's right to go to a funeral. It's right to give someone a compliment, but you're doing them for the wrong reasons. The right thing for the wrong reasons is, is a well-worn path, however, to, to, virtu to a virtuous life. An army recruit will succumb to discipline because they have no choice, but after a while it becomes automatic, requires no discipline, and just becomes the way they do certain things. 
which in the end is the right thing because it, 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 it makes, puts them in a safer environment and protects those around them. Forcing myself to do the right thing can exercise this muscle of virtue. It's not all bad, but it's still doing, you're still doing the right thing for the wrong reasons, but at least you're doing the right thing. So I call it compliance. Now, the fourth one is virtue. This is where you do the right thing for the right reasons. The greatest, the greatest compliment we can give any sports person on the planet is to say fair play. This is the tennis player that admits their ball went out, even if the umpire missed it. It's the outfielder who says the ball bobbled on the ground just before they caught it. No replays required. When sportsmen do these things, we see it as the ultimate and most pure form of sport. As a child, I recall I, recall I owned up to a hideous deed I committed on my brother, one of those brotherly love things. I apologized for the right reasons and it felt great despite being in the bad books. The consequences weren't great. Whistleblowers who expose corruption are often lauded as, as the brave citizens who risked it all to do the right thing. We know this is the ultimate high waterline for human behavior. The right thing for the right reasons is transparent and rightly admired. Perhaps some people's actions actually are there because it's just the right thing to do and they want to do it. They don't need to be complicated complimented and lauded as, as, as wonderful, wonderful human beings. They just do the right thing for the right reasons. So let's look at virtuous people. The Stoics tried to try to live a virtuous life. This means a life of high moral standard. It means doing the right thing for the right reason. Now, I can do the right thing for others, or I can do the right thing for myself. Actually, there's an and in there because I can do the right thing for others and do the right thing for myself. A wrong action for the wrong reasons, it breaks societal rules and my own ethics. So if I do the wrong thing, bad for society, for the wrong reasons, bad for my own ethics. A wrong action for the right reasons satisfies my internal morals and, and breaks the societal rules. So the, the wrong action not good for from a societal point of view, the impact on others, but do it for the right reasons, it satisfies still my internal morals. Or there's a right action for the wrong reasons through, this is kind of the path to virtuousness, but it still breaks your internal moral code because you've done the right thing, so good for society, but for the wrong reasons, and it, it, it breaks your own internal code. So I often hear people say that they don't care what others think. Sometimes people who say that, they, they say they don't care about what other people think, but they're, they're dressed in the latest slavish tabloid fashion trends. Sometimes it, it could be a gang member who still refuses to break gang rules, societal law, norms. Sometimes it's a rebel artist who would never still disrespect the art of another. All groups, all people fit into some societal norms somewhere where there is a right and a wrong way to do things. We all want to do the right thing in our circumstances because we all want to belong. The truest virtue comes without seeking reward. The ultimate virtue is to do the right thing for the right reasons. Now, now to the quote by Seneca, and this is a this is a 
take a, a minute to read out. But this is again, like I said, randomly picked out, which is what I love to do. Just randomly pick a passage. And then from there, the, your mind just filters off and, I, and it gives me an opportunity to journal and to think about things deeper. Here's Seneca's quote. It's in Seneca's letter 113 on the vitality of the soul and its attributes. Quote, Let each man convince himself of this before all else. I may be just without reward. And that is not enough. Let him convince himself also of this. May I take pleasure in devoting myself of my own free will to uphold this noblest of virtues. Let all his thoughts be turned as far as possible from personal interests. You need not look about anywhere for the reward of a just deed. A just deed in itself offers a still greater reward. Fasten deep in your mind that which I remarked a short, short space above, that it makes no difference how many persons are acquainted with your uprightedness. Those who wish their virtue to be advertised are not striving for virtue but for renown. Are you not willing to be just without being renowned? Nay, indeed, you must often be just and be the same at the same time disgraced. And then, if you are wise... Let ill repute, well won, be a delight. Farewell. Uh, I just quick now quickly go over that again, and it'll it should really sink in a little bit more. Let each man convince himself of this before all else. I must be just without reward. We talked about the reward piece, and that is not enough. Let him convince himself also of this. May I take pleasure in devoting myself to my own free will to uphold this noblest of virtue. Let all his thoughts be turned as far as possible from personal interests. You need not look about for reward of a just deed. A just deed in itself offers a still greater return. Fasten deep in your mind that which I remarked a short space above, that it makes no difference how many persons are acquainted with your uprightedness. Those who wish their virtue to be advertised are not striving for virtue but for renown. Are you not willing to be just without being renowned? Nay, indeed, you must often be just and be the same time disgraced. And then, if you are wise, let ill repute, well won, be a delight. Don't care about what people think. If it's the right thing to do, for the right reasons, you do it. Don't worry about being disgraced. I think that's just a, it's just a... A great, it's a long passage and it does feed back over itself into the loop. And I'd encourage you to grab it and read it. Just just type in Google Seneca Letter 113 on the vitality of the soul and its attributes. I'm Stephen DiPietro. Thanks for tuning in.